Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Captain, you and I, we were at a massive Live and protest. in person. Me and, you know, five, six hundred of my closest friends. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, you didn't know most of those people. I, I didn't know most of the people. You're new but, around here. But it was um, refreshing That's to the right word. be in a crowd. I don't think I've been in a crowd that large since I left Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like probably some concert I was at or somebody, you know, friend of mine's band's show or something like that. Yeah. And this was, at my estimate, at least four, probably 400 people at one moment. Um, somebody else counted at least 320, yeah. so somewhere in the several hundred range, because again, you can only count at one moment. There's people who are there early, there's people who come there later, so over the whole time, I'm going to guess there were at least 500 people that, that probably came through this event. Yeah. It was, in my history of attending events at the State House, probably the largest one I've ever attended. I spoke with, oh, Car- really? I spoke with Carla Garrick. Uh, who is a former Free State Project president? She says she's been to a couple of like gun rights ones at the state house that have rivaled this or possibly exceeded this. But this was a big, big event today in Concord, New Hampshire, out in front of the state house, and the police didn't even so much as drive by. No, we saw one as we were going to park, yeah. and then that was the last one we that saw the entire day. <laughs> and I don't think that. In, in fact, in New Hampshire, that it's illegal to have this gathering. Is yes, it? it is a violation of the governor's order okay. not to uh, unnecessarily leave your home. So there are those that would say that uh, going outside, you're taking the chance of killing someone. It may not get really? you sick, mm-hmm. but you may be become a, a spreader thereof. Right. and that uh, You're you know, doing that every day that you live. I think that's the truth, right? So, I mean, when it comes to disease... When it comes to in you know uh, anything flu like right, uh, uh, you are taking that chance every day, no matter what time of year, right? There's always something going around. There's always oh. some illness going around. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to discount everything you've said at this point. You said flu. Trump said flu, and I don't like Trump, so that's it. I cannot listen to another word you've said. You've compared a virus to another virus, and I have completely lost my mind about one guy who lives in the White House, and I can't listen anymore. Yeah, the fact is is that if the coronavirus is four times as deadly as the flu virus, as we're told, by the way, that's the average flu virus. There are more deadly and less deadly strains of the flu that come out right. um, over time. So, you know, let's just we're just using the number four that I've been told up to this point. Because As a musician, I can count to four. So at this point, good. when I hear a news report, that news report is fact and cannot be disputed. And if you dispute it, you hate people i think people are going out more and more now i've been seeing evidence of that the roads are you live in new hampshire by the way i don't know if you're going to see the same uh results in massachusetts i was in florida before this Mm -hmm. and got to see some things there too so you know i don't know if they had locked down when you were still in florida had had they i don't know there's there's different stages of all of this I, i could tell you on the west coast i've still got a bunch of seattle stuff in my feeds and uh, I can tell you that there's still a whole bunch of you're an idiot if you go out if you gather. Oh yeah, there's and, plenty you know, of it. I mean, it is it's a little overwhelming. Quarantine shaming, yeah, as they call quarantine it. Quarantine yeah, shaming, definitely. Yeah, the terms are yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. you know, there was right. there was one guy at the thing today in Concord who uh, he was a jogger. He's wearing obvious jogging outfit and that kind of thing, and he would jog through the crowd 
sort of back and forth. You know, he'd leave for a while and then he'd come back and jog through the crowd again. And when he did, he would look at, you know, random people and go, go home. I'm like, somebody needs to trip that guy. (laughs) Right? Well, let him do his thing. There were a few people uh, who, of course, were hecklers, right? There's some folks driving by that weren't happy with the fact that we were there, but there were a lot of people. I'm outed in my car. You're outed not in your car. Right. Yep. Uh, there were also a lot of people honking in their cars in support. So yes. there were a, a large number of people that were just circling uh, constantly. Right. There's actually an AP story about this that they interviewed me, uh, which was which was nice. Even though, again, I wasn't organizing the event, but I did send out a press release about it. So that uh, might have alerted a few media folks to the fact that it was happening. Uh, the AP covering multiple events across the United States, starting in Austin. We'll tell you a little bit about that coming up here. And uh, if you want to weigh in, whether you're for or against these events, I am a huge fan of this, especially the New Hampshire version, because I heard that the Michigan one was all people in their cars. Right. And that they were just gridlocking the roads. I right. saw people on the steps. I don't think that's entirely How many? true. Dozens. Armed, okay. too. At least okay. I saw some photos of that. That's that good to know. purportedly came from the Michigan protest. Okay. I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that some people got out of their cars. But what when I'd it heard was originally. planned, the yeah. plans that I read were like, yeah. If, stay in your cars. Stay in your cars. Safety. And circle around and honk yeah. your horn. And Right. The, the whole idea was to sort of acknowledge that the virus is a danger, but we want to go out and, you yeah. know, please reopen our state. It, it was more of like a uh, begging kind of uh at least the message that I got from it was we're just begging yeah. for to be let out. In New Hampshire, it was just people that were like, screw you, you know, we're, we're I, here, what are you going to do about it? I just want to see somebody with, you know, a small business that, that has shut down because they've been told to. Yep. Just go ahead and open up. It didn't seem like the weather stopped anybody from no, coming out sure this didn't. thing. It was a tremendous turnout today. I mean, to, to that point, this is New Hampshire, and today yeah. was by no means the worst type of new hampshire weather you could encounter so. it was close to freezing but yeah I mean, it was, and it was misty but not yeah. downpour as yeah. far as the rain content so the um so I'm, I'm seeing memes going around today that are showing i don't know the 1918 flu and supposedly people in denver first there were you know 54 deaths and then um you know the the uh restrictions were taken off and there were you know on the day that there were 30 deaths in 1918 yeah and then the deaths jumped up to uh 74 mm-hmm. or something um and the suggestion is is that hey everything may be okay now we may be beginning to feel like we've uh turned the corner here but as soon as you go outside, we all die. Yeah. Right. Like, um, so like that's the suggestion is something like that. And certainly we're dealing with a communicable disease here. You know, one that appears to be four times as deadly as one we've lived with our entire lives, which only means that it's four times as deadly. Like if I had cancer and I had a 90, a cancer that has a 99% survival rate, I probably wouldn't change my lifestyle at all. I wouldn't say you're a total germaphobe. You don't like, when I've known you, you haven't like sanitized a shopping cart or anything like that. I do sanitize shopping carts. Do you? Okay. I guess we don't go shopping together often Um, enough. No, I mean... I take I, it back. You're a germaphobe. Right. At, at, when I go to conventions, yeah. somebody reaches out to shake my hand. I attempt to recall. Sometimes I fail at this. Yeah. Sometimes I just shake a hand, right? I'm as you know as susceptible as anyone. You're a human? I, I try to recall. Oh. 
uh, um, that to exchange hand sanitizer with them. This is what I'm trying to turn into the new uh, that new norm. So lame to me. Yeah, well, the it, new handshake. You can count is... me out. And 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 as you'll recall, the last convention that you and I went to, um, you, I said I tried to do my little trick there with the hand sanitizer, uh-huh. and you said I'll shake your hand, and I said very good. I have people for handshaking. Please shake his <laughs> hand because not only am I a cynic and a bit of a germaphobe, I'm also witty. There you go. I and mean, full that's, of yourself. That's, mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, I mean, you know, when you're on the radio and that kind of a thing, people have a certain perception about radio personalities. So if you're like, yes, this is my person to handle that for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was plenty of handshaking where going he puts on. his hands. Don't was, do it, people. There was plenty of handshaking going on today. I uh, gave a couple free hugs out to folks who requested I think hugs it. are more sanitary than handshakes. Yeah. Because you're not touching their hand. Today, on this issue, I think it's the Democrats... That are sort of, you know, losing their minds. Why? Because um, the reason I believe is is because uh, the only way that they believe that they can get their rich old pervert into the offices is by um, and get the other rich old pervert out is mm-hmm. by slamming the economy. If they can say, look, the only thing that Trump brought you was the economy. He claimed the economy. The economy's trash. It's November. Vote for our rich old pervert. Right. Um, and you can see I don't care about either of them. No, wait. Is the Democrat view on trump on this that he isn't going far enough because my view is trump is an authoritarian you know a medical authoritarian dictator just like the governors he you know it's he's terrible but what are the democrats saying the democrats uh won't take a stand on how mostly and when i'm saying democrats i mean democrat politicians i'm not seeing any of them really say other than the republicans are wrong don't listen to the crazy people that are going to the state house and toting guns or whatever they're doing mm-hmm. um this is bad 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 they they will only take sort of a negative position and that's all they should take from a from a, a political standpoint you don't want to actually take a stand on when and how and all mm-hmm. that but because it's it's highly unpalatable, ladies and gentlemen, to say things like, you're not getting out of your house for two years. Like, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've seen it written, at least in a couple of headlines, where, right. well, such and such group is talking about, you know, 22 to 48 says, months. Yeah. Those are balloons being floated out there. Governor Abbott has established a strike force because that's what you need when you want to let people be free, right? Is let them back <laughs> out. You need a strike force to strike... Strike what? Well, you need what? strike force because then you can declare martial law. The more military yeah. terms you, you use, right, the people more... people get used to it. Uh, you know, the, the more you can get away with military terms. So let me give you a little bit here, right? Because this is... This was being touted last week as Texas is going to open. It's going to reopen. Oh, and everybody's like, all right, it's where we're getting back to normal. Well, here's what they have in mind for you in Texas, which is supposedly like a more business friendly place yep. than California. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott announced the state's economic response to COVID-19 at a news conference Friday, which included plans of reopening Texas businesses amid the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Abbott issued three executive orders outlining how the state will begin to reopen businesses so it's not just going to be a open the gates you're back he said the plan must be guided by data and doctors to reopen texas businesses without spurring the spread of the coronavirus the governor said he's formed a strike force consisting of the lieutenant governor the speaker of the house and some other bureaucrats uh, which will include state health officials the Texas Department of State Health Service Commissioner, blah, blah, blah. The strike team will develop a medical architecture that will allow Texas to safely 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Freedom does not require micromanagement. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. There was a huge party to be had the day that Prohibition ended in the United States. But if you look at government expansion, presuming that uh, prohibition is just a blip on the radar, government intrusion in the area of liquor had increased exponentially. Prior to prohibition, you could brew your own beer and distill your own liquor and sell it and do whatever you wanted, basically without uh, with, with impunity. There might have been some zoning laws, but not very many. No licensing, um, no, you know, none of that, right. N- neighborhood bars were prevalent. People could stagger home and all kinds of these things. Now, granted, I wouldn't want to live directly next to the neighborhood bar, but people chose mm-hmm. to do that. It probably affected their property value, whatever the case may be. I don't care. What I care about is the government intrusion in that particular area for my example. So government intrusion goes way up and says... You know, liquor is completely illegal for like a decade and a half or two, mm-hmm. or I don't know exactly know how long it was, but it was some time. And then when it comes back, everybody's really happy. Right. But now there's a license. And the license right. shall be given to the people, in many cases, gangsters and the well-connected. But whatever the case may be, it's still there. Yeah. It's still there. And more restrictive than it's ever been. They're yeah. not like, letting it loose or anything like that. Right. They're the yeah, government's limited never, numbers of them in some cases. In, right. In, in many cases, it's only them that get to sell and, it. And the government claims when they issue some new version of a license that already exists, right? Because maybe they you know, they see an opportunity for more tax revenue or like something like that. Like a nano brewery? Yeah. Something that when hadn't they, existed they, before? They tout that as innovation. Don't you realize it's the public good? That we, do you put profits and rights ahead of the lives of people and the welfare of people? My God, how can you be so greedy? I detect a hint like of sarcasm, sarcasm here, but, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's worth it's pointing out. Yeah, let's shrug. <laughs> yeah, it's it's worth talking about, right? Like, so, um, right, profits are an indication of how well you're doing the work that you do in this world. And a world right. without productivity is a world, frankly, that's not very nice. You know, um, we will all be driven back to the savannah without productivity. Like, everything that's created has begun to deteriorate and must be maintained. But the government will take care of us. The government produces nothing. The government is a bunch of pedophile weirdos (laughs) that... that, uh, JoeBiden.info. What's that? (laughs) JoeBiden.info. They'll they'll just print money, for gosh sake. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to do that, too. That's the money machine. Okay. This notion that uh, profit is somehow evil... I don't know where this comes from or why it's so prevalent, but it comes profit, from the idea that money is bad. And profit is profit and rights that are evil. Yeah, profit is the natural profits and rights ahead of people. This is terrible. Yeah, pro- public good is at stake. Profit is the natural occurrence of a mutually beneficial exchange. You guys uh, hear uh, Bill Gates and Tony Fauci, the technocrats, on their way to make the vaccination. They don't want us leaving our houses for eighteen months because. God forbid there's not a vaccination, and we don't all get the vaccination, we're all going to die, man. Yeah, so vaccinations don't prevent 
these things from happening. So for them oh my to God, say, because I for them to say that, yeah, I know. Can't leave our houses. Everybody's everybody's going to automatically think that. Oh well, that makes sense because yeah, if we have the vaccination, then we won't get any, and you know, we won't get sick. We'll be vaccinated against it. So, Except they have to keep coming out with new vaccinations because it's always mutating, right? right. So virus. So for one, um, you know, my amateur opinion is is that there should be a different word for a viral vaccination than there mm-hmm. is for the other sorts of vaccinations because it gets complicated but i would remind people about the flu vaccine all right the flu vaccine is in sometimes it's a great idea to get other times it's completely useless to get because they have to guess about 18 months in advance what kind of flu is going to be around which uh, which one there is and so getting the flu vaccine if you have no reaction to it i have a terrible reaction to it but if you have no reaction to it eh, you know fine take it if you got it at work whatever but it may or may not protect you uh you know just depending on the situation it's like wearing a uh, yeah. a bulletproof vest to a knife fight it's humanity itself that falls for these tricks time and time and time again of scaring the 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 bejesus out of people and then attempting to provide some kind of a a cure for their fear and the cure always has hooks attached to it it's bait and now i understand that you know these things they never they never let a uh emergency go to waste you know they will glam onto it and use it to grab more power and now i understand that they are attempting to insert all kinds of new restrictions into stimulus bills. Yeah. So the stim- the coming stimulus bills are going to have restrictions on firearms, on uh, you know what what you can do with your time, whether you can say certain things, free- freedom of speech, firearms ownership. All of these things are going to be restricted in the stimulus bills. Well, and mm. as a guy in the medical profession, Gene. The government or the goons known as government are positioning themselves to be the new medicine police. Yep. They are. And um, this is something that the FDA has been my arch enemy for quite a while now, ever since we got into medicine, actually, um, because we see how they control medicine and restrict the practice of medicine out there uh, running around at supermarkets and things when I go in, mm-hmm. I've just noticed people are just falling so much in line uh, with, with the protocol. And it about, what was it about 20 years ago or so when the movie coming to America with Eddie Murphy, you know, came, came out. Jesus, that was run. more than 20. That yeah. was the 1980s. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and the bride that was bred for him since birth uh, showed up, and he wanted to go and find his bride. And he had her jumping up and down on one foot and barking like a dog, and she said, I'll do anything for you. But honest to God, that's how I feel every time I go up. And people are wearing these masks, and they, they're getting bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, like the World War II uh, gas masks yeah. yep. hang. They're, they're, and, and they're, like, looking at me, and I'm walking around without a mask on, and couple times I get on the aisle the wrong way. They have, like, arrows on the floor. They're doing the one-way aisles, too? It's oh, my so God. ridiculous. It, the, I, even in the produce department where, you know, the bins of apples only come up to your waist and they, and they have, like, little aisle markers and they have signs <laughs> up. I'm going, but if, you, people, if you go past... People are looking, 
<laughs> if you go past the oranges and then think, oh, I need to get an orange, do you have to like go all, all the way around, way around through right? the toothpaste aisle yeah. and back through to the produce? And what I exactly mean, happens if you don't? I was wondering if you guys had any insight or theories as to why purse.io was closing down. I I've got, got an email some theories. from them the other day. I've got a theory. Amazon isn't delivering products that everybody wants to buy. Amazon is focusing on only delivering the so-called essential products. Yep. So if you try to place an order for something non-essential, then Amazon gives you a notice like, yeah, this might come in like a month or two or something. We'll kind of get it to you whenever we feel like it. Well, the idea behind purse.io, which is a site we've promoted for years here on freetalk.com. Doesn't matter yeah. now, Mark. They're going out of business. Um, they're going to be gone. You can't put a new order in after next week, basically. So if you want to get an order in, now's your last chance, basically. <laughs> um, but, it, it, I mean, how much have we saved at this website over the last, what, four, five years? Thousands. Thousands of dollars, because I bought everything on Amazon through this website, uh, saveitpurse.com. And, but part of the whole buying process is you've got somebody on the other end who wants to get your Bitcoin. Essentially, you're paying for things with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. So somebody on the other end wants to get that coin. So they want to ship that product as quickly as possible because they don't want the price of the Bitcoin to go crazy, you know, in the time frame because it could... It could be to their detriment. It could be to their benefit, but it could also be to their detriment. Anyway, they want the time window of delivery to be as short as possible. Well, now if the time window of delivery is like that sometime in June, whenever, then it's over. So it's curtains for purse. This has put them out of business. The reopened services will begin on April 24th. At 12.01 a.m., retail services that are not essential services, this is straight from the governor's order that I'm reading to you here, but that may be provided through pickup, delivery by mail, or delivery at the customer's doorstep in strict compliance with the terms required by the DSHS. DHSHS requirements may be found at blah 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 which I pulled up the blah 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 and pulled up a document uh, there's several documents on this page. Here's one of them. This is the guidance for employers, employees, and customers of reopened retail services. So again, this is the group of companies that will be allowed to now deliver to you in the parking lot. You can't come in. If it's a liquor store or a bar mm-hmm. and they open at midnight. Bars will not be allowed to uh, to open. Yeah. I was thinking that uh, you know, if they open at midnight, then suddenly you could open at midnight and then begin serving immediately. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all those old res- uh, restrictions about hours are going to apply to liquor establishments. But let me give you this here. So uh, this is the guidance. They're using the term guidance, but it's not guidance. It, and then it says strict compliance. Yeah, this is strict compliance. If you want to reopen your retail business, you got to follow whatever the te- Texas Department of State Health Services has to say. What's that? You don't offer you know health-related services? You didn't think you'd ever be regulated by the DSHS? Well, now you are. I'm an employee of a retail business reopening. What should I do to keep myself and our customers safe? All employees must be trained on must. environmental... Tr- on environmental cleaning, I'm a customer. How do I purchase and obtain goods from a retail store that has just reopened? Remember, you can't go in, and that's point number one. Customers may purchase items from a retail location for pickup, delivery by mail, or delivery to the customer's doorstep, but may not enter the premises. Why have a storefront at all? I mean, these people that have spent money and have leases, some businesses, the the, the lease term right. just have a warehouse standard is like yeah. 10 years. So there's businesses that have entered into leases right. that aren't going to end for 10 years that can do what now? 
Yeah, there's this great meme. Um, the uh, it's, you've got Lisa from The Simpsons there. She's built a castle out of Legos, and it says business owners talking about Lisa, and you know two mortgages, uh, several loans, five years of preparation. You know, and and then the castle's basically her business. And then uh, the next scene is Bart standing over a crushed cas- uh, <laughs> castle with says government, government across him, and Lisa's crying because you know in one week. Yep. Yeah. The state dashed the dreams of so many business owners and forget the people that, you know, their key employees, the ones that are with in and with them in it and that kind of thing. You know, they suffer, too. Hey, I'm just wondering how it is that uh, with this great field of people that were running on the Democratic Party last time and four of them were fairly credible women. How is it the greatest voting bloc in America, women, completely disregarded all those options, and that's leading us into this uh, current condition, I feel. Feely, touchy-feely Joe? No, I'm just feeling that, you know, I mean, you know, there must be something in the voting that uh, is a scam, because I can't see how women would completely disregard all the women that ran and were running for the Democratic Party. Well, I think um, if if you want a you know psychological evaluation of what was going on this particular year, there were better and worse options that were in the Democratic field, and people were you know had their little teams, and Bernie was winning, right? Like so, Bernie had a pretty good ground game because he'd been doing it for some time, so he's hitting the thirty and thirty to forty percent range, and then everybody else uh, not. So one of them, you know, the one ring to rule them all, uh, basically a telephone call is made to the candidates where, from the, from what I hear, Barack Obama decides that he's going to get everybody else on board the Joe train because they need one candidate to beat Joe because two can't do it. I like authority figures. And, oh, um, yes. You're um, always talking about that. You're a good little bootlicker, yes, aren't you? Authority figures have been very helpful to me in my life. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have artificial teeth if, if it weren't for an authority figure who rescued me when I when I needed help. Actually, I got I was in a terrible accident, and um, I went to a uh, to a dentist, and this dentist, you know, he, he wasn't out at the desk, of course, and the person who was out at the desk has instructions, you know, no new no new patients. I have enough patients; he didn't want any new patients. So I, I went up to the desk, and and I and I told her, you know, that I was. In, she said, "Who are you?" And I said, "I'm a new patient." She says, "We aren't accepting any." So you, you name dropped a uh, a bureaucrat or a politician, and then you got in. Yes. Oh, so but, what but you're it, saying it, is it it's good to be in the club. Yeah. You're saying it's good to be in the gang or affiliated. Yeah, that is government, right? Like uh, p- reward your friends and punish your enemies yeah. is kind of how it goes. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You don't have to punish your enemies. There are a lot, a lot, oh, a lot yeah. of fine people. Who wait until you don't know anything about this. Wait until the this, Democrats get in, and then the Republicans get in, and then the Democrats get in, and, and you'll see saw and yo-yo back and forth. Yeah, that's what it's all about, Robert. It's about rewarding friends and punishing enemies. That's what the government does. One of the things they do. I really. I'm amazed that you guys aren't at each other's throats. Why? <laughs> All these opposing views. Uh, it's interesting that uh, you can have such opposing views to one another and then get along so well. On the really show? Is, uh, I mean, yeah. I think we pretty much agree on a lot of stuff here. There are some mm-hmm. things we disagree on. I mean, Mark's a germaphobe, and but that's his preference. I mean, so. the, He's got the, his little hand sanitizer right now, actually. Yeah, well, I'm just putting it away. The... Um, 
yeah, I mean, you know, we have to work here, and the show's not going to be entertaining if we if don't. We all agree. If we yeah. all agree, so we make sure that we don't have yeah, people no, that all agree. But also, fake it. One, of the, one, of the, one of the great things about, you know, being a free individual, a libertarian, an anarchist, whatever you want to call yourself, one of the great things about it is that once you accept responsibility for yourself, you become more accepting of other people and their points of view. It's a really interesting thing that happens if you just sort of begin to accept responsibility for yourself, your actions, to live, you know, within your own personal philosophies and by your principles. All of a sudden, you become more tolerant of other people and their opposing well, points yeah, of view. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as they don't want to shove their yeah. views down my throat with some right. government force, I'm totally fine with it. You live your life however yeah. you want. All of the places that normally people would assemble, you can't do that anymore. Right. So... Can't go you to know, a bar. If somebody wanted to take some sort of a political action, where would one gather to get together with other people of like minds to take that political action? There aren't as many options, but we're still meeting in Central Square here in downtown Keene. That is correct. But I'm just saying that... In like, violation of the governor's th- order. The number of places available, at least legally, right. for people to assemble and talk to other people about whatever's going on It's not on legal in the world. to even assemble anywhere. No. Right. Even but if you have a, a place. In a country where it says, um, you know, what, uh, the legislature shall make no law. Oh, well, the legislature didn't. It was the governor. It's not a law. Well, it's based on a law made by the legislature. So what happens is, Mark, the legislature passes Then it's not the legal. Emerg- I agree with you. But for their purposes it's being enforced and you know people are being arrested over it so i mean good luck challenging that now you're in a country where people were willing at one point or another to shoot tyrannical enforcers of laws you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live you can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com